Welcome to Series 2, Episode 41 of the LDS Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and today we are going to be, uh, continue uh, with our and conclude our study of uh, February the 3rd to February the 9th, 2nd Nephi, Chapters 1 to 5, We Lived After the Manner of Happiness. Uh, and we're covering the section today, 2nd Nephi, Chapter 4, Verses 15 to 35, I Can Turn to God in My Weakness. This is a, well, I mean, the, the passages of scripture, I keep saying this, uh, this is a be- another beautiful section of scripture. Um, we now reach uh, Lehi's death, he is gone, and Nephi gives uh, what we call his psalm, which I'll talk about in a moment. But right at the beginning, uh, in Second Nephi chapter 3, uh, verse uh, 15, he says, And upon these things I write the things... And upon these I write the things of my soul, and many of the scriptures which are engraven upon the plates of brass. For my soul delighteth in the scriptures, and my heart pondereth them, and writeth them for the learning and profit of my children. Um, the scriptures were clearly very important to Nephi. They were things which he considered very sacred uh, and vital for the blessing of his posterity. Uh, in a Noahi published, Noahi number 368 in the Book of Mormon Central, they talk about why uh, some prophets listed great passages of scripture uh, in within the scriptures themselves. Why did Nephi copy so many long passages from Isaiah? Uh, this is because it was something which was important. Uh, we need to recognize the context of the time. Few people will have had their own copies of sacred scriptural texts. Uh, and for this reason, those who cherish them often took great effort to memorize them, uh, to utilize the, the phrases and language in their own words, um, and also to write them down within their own records so that there was multiple copies. Um, you know, we need to remember that we are very fortunate in today's world in the sense that we can easily fit not just the Book of Mormon, but, you know, a vast scriptural canon uh, latter-day revelation and teachings on one electronic device in our own pockets. The scriptures are not written so much in ink these days, but more in binary computer code, which is a great blessing. Um, but I think because we have basically unlimited access to these sacred texts, uh, we, we take that for granted, perhaps, and we're not reading these words as much as we should, and that's something to consider. But we also need to not just read them, we need to also study them. Um, because when we view them, it can be powerful, but we need to. Uh, it can be ineffective without that real study. Uh, and and being on autopilot is not going to be something that helps us uh, understand these words. We need to thirst after these words. We need to hunger after them and study them deeply uh, each and every day. Um, because then we uh, we can search for patterns, uh, connections, themes, liken ourselves to those scriptures like Lehi did so well. Uh, and ask questions which can then relate to our lives as we study. But um, the Book of Mormon Central uh, Know Why talks further about pondering, and I'm going to share directly from the Know Why now. Quote, While studying the scriptures can be seen as a mental process of understanding their content, pondering involves the heart. For the, the, the prophet Nephi declared, For my soul delighteth in the scriptures, and my heart pondereth them. When pondering, we reverently and reflectively seek to spiritually discern the answers to our study questions, especially our why questions. This process helps us penetrate the surface layers of mere information and mine the depths of life's ultimate purpose and meaning, the why of it all. As Elder Joseph B. Worthlin taught, we must ponder the scriptures and reach into the very essence of what we are and what we may become. Close quote. So Nephi states his great love of the scriptures. Uh, but then, once he begins on this discussion, he then suddenly starts talking about his own um, uh, 
well, his own, his own shortcomings. He's, he calls himself a wretched man uh, and that his iniquities cause him to, his heart to sorrow. And in verse 18 he says, I am encompassed about because of the temptations and the sins which do so easily beset me. Um, this is quite a turn for Nephi. We don't really see this side of him until here. Uh, and the question is, well, why is that? I mean, obviously, this is fairly soon after, perhaps, the death of his father. But also, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about this at the end, this may also be given on a special occasion, this, uh, this teaching, this psalm. And in fact, it is a psalm. Uh, Sidney B. Sperry um, said this, quote, One of the intimate glimpses we, we get of Nephi's soul is found in four, chapter 4, verses 16 to 35, which passage we may call the Psalm of Nephi. It is the only psalm in the Book of Mormon. This is a true psalm in both form and ideas. Its rhythm is comparable to the notable cadence of David's poems. It not only praises God, but lays bare to us the very depths of Nephi's soul. A study of this psalm reveals how the scriptures delighted Nephi. The influence upon him of the books of Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, and the Psalms is very apparent to the students of scripture. Close quote. Um, it is very clear that Nephi has drawn from this, this inspiration from the words of these great ancient prophets and is laying bare his own soul and his frustration at himself sometimes. Um, but as we read on later, he knows uh, who he trusts in. And this is the difference, uh, that he doesn't just have this uh, woe is me attitude, but he recognizes that, yes, you know, he does many, many mistakes, but he has someone that he trusts in that is going to help him get through this. Uh, in a talk called Remembering in Whom We Trust Have Trusted in October 2015, um, Alan D. Haney said this, quote, Although avoidance of sin is the preferred pattern in life, as far as the efficacy of the atonement of Jesus Christ is concerned, it matters not what sins we have committed or how deep we have sunk into that proverbial pit. It matters not that we are ashamed or embarrassed because of the sins that, as the prophet Nephi said, so easily beset us. It matters not that once upon a time we traded our birthright for a mess of pottage. What does matter is that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, suffered pains and afflictions and temptations of every kind, so that he may know, according to the flesh, how to succor his people. What does matter is that he was willing to condescend, to come to this earth and descend below all things, and suffer more powerful contradictions than any man ever could. What does matter is that Christ is pleading our case before the Father, saying, Father, Behold the sufferings and death of him who did no sin, in whom thou wast well pleased. Wherefore, Father, spare these my brethren that believe on my name, that they may come unto me and have everlasting life. That is what really matters, and what should give all of us renewed hope uh, and a determination to try one more time, because he has not forgotten us. Close, uh, close quote. Uh, Nephi was aware of this. In verse 19, he said, And when I desire to rejoice, my heart groaneth because of my sins. Nevertheless, I know in whom I have trusted. He is aware that uh, the Lord is there to bring him through, and the Lord has power to bring him through his sins and his sufferings and his frustrations at himself. In the same talk, um, Alan D. Haney said this, quote, Brothers and sisters, if you feel discouraged or wonder if you can ever get out of the spiritual hole that you have dug, please remember who stands betwixt us and justice, who is filled with compassion towards the children of men, and who has taken upon himself our iniquities and transgressions, and satisfied the demands of justice. In other words, as Nephi did in his moments of self-doubt, simply remember 
in whom you have trusted, even Jesus Christ, and then repents and experience yet again a perfect brightness of hope. Close quote. Um, yeah, so Nephi clearly teaches this principle and is uh, aware of just how much the Lord is there for him and brings him through his deepest and darkest trials and sufferings and temptations. He then goes on and uh, explains how the Lord is there for him. He knows that the Lord will lift and strengthen and bless him. And then in verse 28, he gives this powerful, uh, this powerful promise or powerful desire. He says, Awake, my soul, no longer droop in sin. Rejoice, O my heart, and give place no more for the enemy of my soul. In a talk called Place No More for the Enemy of My Soul in April 2010, uh, Jeffrey R. Holland said this, quote, When we face such temptations in our time, we must declare, as young Nephi did in his, I will give place no more for the enemy of my soul. We can reject the evil one. If we want it dearly and deeply enough, that enemy can and will be rebuked by the redeeming power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Furthermore, I promise you that in the light of his everlasting gospel, uh, can and will again shine brightly where you feared life had gone hopelessly, helplessly dark. May the joy of our, of our fidelity to the highest and best within us be ours as we keep our love and our marriages, our society and our souls as pure as they were meant to be. Close quote. Uh, to conclude, there is a one final point I want to make, uh, and that is just why we have this psalm of, Le of Nephi. If you notice and look carefully, the, the word Lord, uh, which trans is translated from the word Yahweh uh, in um, Hebrew, is used ten times throughout this section of the psalm of Nephi through verses 15 to 35. You see the word Lord, O Lord, the Lord, used 10 times. And there is a specific reason for why this number of the word Lord might have been used. Um, on the Day of Atonement, it was custom uh, in, in the Hebrew, in the Hebrew uh, traditions to have a speech or sermon given by the, the, the high priest of the temple. Uh, and in this speech or sermon, the word the Lord or Yahweh would be used 10 times uh, because usually they wouldn't use the name so much uh, out of reverence for his name. But on that day, which of course was celebrating the fact that their sins would be forgiven because of the Lord, um, they would use his name ten times in praise of him. And Nephi uses it ten times here, which suggests that this was a day of atonement speech, that this was something which um, was given to his people as a reminder of who, would, who they have trusted and who could save them from their sins, which then reflects very closely with the themes and the... Um, sentiments given in the passage and sermon uh, also in this psalm that Nephi is, is testifying of how the Lord has saved him and will save him uh, and so this is a good insight into the context of why we have this anyway uh, thanks for listening uh, if uh, there's anything you want wish to share of the come follow me study for this week I'd love to hear it at Matt S Roberts 90 on Twitter or email session at gmail.com Thank you very much for listening, and I'm grateful that my app seems to finally be working again now. Uh, until we meet again. <laughs>